Hello and welcome to this episode of the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma. This is Nick and today's topic is intuition. Welcome to the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma, bringing you ancient wisdom for modern day success so that you can sparkle just a little bit brighter each and every day. If what you hear speaks to your soul, go ahead and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And hey, if there's somebody in your life that you think would enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. Every day, there is a necessity of choice, a fork in the road. Shall I do this or shall I do that? Shall I go or shall I stay? Many people do not know what to do. They rush about letting other people make decisions for them, then regret having taken their advice. There are others who carefully reason things out. They weigh and measure the situation like dealing in groceries, and they are surprised when they fail to attain their goal. There are still other people who follow the magic path of intuition and find themselves in their promised land in the twinkling of an eye. Intuition is a spiritual faculty high above the reasoning mind, but on that path is all that you desire or require. I say that prayer is telephoning to God, and intuition is God telephoning to you. So choose ye this day to follow the magic path of intuition. Good evening, Kisma. Hello there. That was a little passage from this amazing gem. I love this book. The Secret Door to Success by Florence Scoville Shin. Love Florence. It's really... It really is quite a little gem. And in this in this passage, in this section of the book, she's talking about intuition, which is a topic that we've been talking about and teaching for quite some time now and are incredibly passionate about. So I just thought, you know, what a great place to start. Right. And she so hits the nail on the head is that we constantly have the dilemma of choice. You always have to choose your action and choosing inaction is still a choice. It's still a choice. And this choice, this fork in the road happens again and again and again every single day. Every moment of every day, we we are at this fork in the road. Mm. And so how do you choose? Oh, I love it. I love, you know, she said it right on the spot. And for those of you that are listening, wondering about this book, we'll put a link in the show notes. So stay with us. You can go there and uh, get your copy, which I, I highly recommend. I mean, Florence was ahead of her time. She was teaching back, I think it was in the 1940s. And to create a passage like this, to talk about intuition being magical and the people, the humans that choose to follow their intuition reach the promised land is really true and special and amazing. Because as she said as well, there's so many people that just, even with really smart brains, really smart thinkers, you know, they're reasoning, they're analyzing, they're trying to make a choice, and yet they're not satisfied with the choice they made because they turned their back on their intuition. Right. Yeah. And again and again, and then it's like this continual disappointment. Mm -hmm. So intuition to me becomes a really important topic. And I think what's really cool about what Florence shared in, in her book really lays the groundwork for it. But this is something that's been studied really intensively through peak performance, um, mm-hmm. sports studies, and all sorts of things like that of of the mental game, the inner game behind how 
a person makes their choices, especially in a very uh, rapidly changing um, in high pre- rapidly changing environment, high pressure situation, like the role that intuition plays in that becomes really important. But mm-hmm. then, you know, she really gets to the core of it. Also, is that it's a higher spiritual faculty. So we're going to talk about both of those aspects uh, today on the podcast. I'm really excited for this conversation, yeah. actually. And uh, and so Kisma, if you could kind of just give us a, an overview of that, like these two different faculties of intuition, these two different aspects of it. Can you, can you just tell us a little bit about each? Yes. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been teaching so many webinars on this and courses on this, and it's just something I have always been absolutely intrigued with since I was a little girl. And as I started to explore, you know, my scientist friends that I like to rely on, they, they talk about intuition as being basically a summary of past experiences creating a momentary red flag. So for instance, if you've had a past experience and something has happened and you're, and you're going through a current situation, it's a fleeting moment, when your intuition is sharp and it's open, you'll draw from that past experience. Uh, there's a really well-known story when talking about intuition like this. It was um, one of the race car famous races, and I forget who it was, but a a famous race car driver was killed. There was a pile-up accident on the track. And what happened, there was a guy in one of the race cars, and he'd not yet seen the accident. So he was coming around the turn. And before he came around the turn, he started to brake. Now, you know, from having played around in race cars, you don't brake in a turn, you speed up. I yes, we right? learned, we learned that in Vegas. So, but yeah. his intuition had him break on the turn, which in turn saved his life because when he pulled up further, when he went around, he saw this huge pileup accident. So after you know it was devastating, they cleaned all that up and and whatever they came back to this particular driver, some of the heads of the race car industry or whoever it was, but they were just so amazed that he knew to break. They couldn't figure it out why. So they pulled him in, they're questioning him and they're asking him, he's like, I don't know, something just told me to break. Then they watched a video and what happened was they saw in the stands all the heads that instead of looking directly at the track, which is where they usually would have been watching, like just face watching the track, they were looking ahead. And in just a glimpse, this driver recognized that, that they weren't watching him, they were watching ahead. And that was when he just tapped into the intuition. That was the intuitive hit. And he he put the brakes on because he knew something was up. Which would be counter to... Way counter to what you're supposed to do in a turn. Thousands and thousands of hours of training and and development. So that is that... um, you know, assembly of past experience. He's always used to seeing, even through just a quick glimpse, the faces, the heads watching the track. And because it was slightly different, he reacted. Now, the other kind of intuition, which is what we're really talking about, passionate about, is is what Florence says. It's like a higher spiritual faculty. It's a connection to source, God, universe, Brahman, Atman, whatever you want to call it. I, I often just say, your intuition is like this aperture to the universal mind or the universal intelligence space. And you have access to everything that has been, is, and will be. But we're not necessarily taught that as children. You know, very early on in most schools and most educations, 
Children are taught to be a certain way. You're going to learn a certain way. and You're going to get this information from that textbook and not any other. And so many of you might remember as kids when you were young and you were playing, you would get these intuitive hits. And then as you grew up, they kind of faded because you stopped listening or you know, the the connection was diminished. I mean, once we stop listening and stop taking action to our intuition, the connection does diminish. Yeah, it really does. It, it's like anything, you know, it's a muscle that I think requires to be continually used. What's also interesting about this is why people stop listening. Like, where does that mistrust start to come in? I think, yeah. I think it comes in really at a really young age mm-hmm. in that, it's intangible. Mm-hmm. There's no logical explanation for it. And so then it like just suddenly gets discounted. Totally. I mean, I suspect that humans at a young age stop listening or at least cultivating as soon as they hear the words right and wrong, good or bad, because it's a it's a direction that you should be a certain way. So they're going to follow what they're seeing and what's being demonstrated, which usually is not, hey, you tap into your intuition. Let's see what you're supposed to do today. Yeah, well, that's true. In in school, mm-hmm. you know, being trained in, in, in school is just like, if you don't get it right, you know, you're not good. You're yeah. bad. You're, you know, you're different in certain ways. It never really nurtures, never really seems to nurture this inner sense of, I do have the answer. Like the answer is within me. Right. You're, I have access to a higher power directly. Right. That's another one I think that's really important is that the power is always constantly being put outside of right outside of people. And so many people respond with this answer, I don't know, when in fact they do know. And that would be one of the things, you know, I would say to each of you listening is the next time you say, I don't know, check it. Because I bet if you pause and you really ponder, you do know. So another fun, cool story where we're talking about intuition in terms of like this subtle information. Okay, it's I'm going to share a little story about a mathematician. So it's not essentially spiritual, but but it is, and you'll understand why. Well-known mathematician in India, you know, he's got his like laboratory going in Bombay and he's working on one of those crazy problems with the squiggles and the equals and the letters and that was something that I would just look at and be like, no, I, I can't comprehend that. But, you know, it was the mega problem and he's working on working out for months and he's not getting the answer. It's not, he's just, he can't figure it out. He's really forcing, he's really working hard. He's up late hours. He's not getting the answer. So his conscious mind is very alert, right? He's really working through it. He's he's just everything that he's supposed to be doing in terms of the long hours and, you know, contemplation, whatever. One day he's like, I'm done. I I don't have the answer. So he, he puts his little, you know, piece of chalk down. He walks out of his lab. He locks the door and he goes downstairs. He gets on a bus and he starts riding around Bombay, which is now obviously Mumbai, just on a city bus. And guess what happens within about 30 minutes, he gets the answer. Wow. And it's to such a degree, to such a strong degree, he absolutely knew. He didn't have to write it down. There was no question. He had always known. It was always within him, but there was such an external pursuit and such a force and such an attachment that this higher property of pulling from within or downloading from above was diminished and cut off. 
it's it's almost like he wouldn't let himself have the answer. Yeah, and once his conscious mind was just like checked out riding a bus, the answer rose. You know, it came up. So this happens so much uh, with all of us when we're looking for certain answers. You know, for me, it's just like connect your higher self and ask. And keep asking. You know, many people meditate just waiting for something. I'm not sure what they're waiting for, or they're just trying to quiet the mind. And good luck with that. You know, if you just sit and you're trying to be quiet, like, you know what your mind's doing. I'm pretty sure like 95% of you know what I'm talking about. But if you sit quietly and your whole intention is to ask questions of your higher self, of the universal mind, of God, of whatever your word is, your intuition is going to open up, especially if you listen. And yes, there's a bit of um, a deciphering and understanding of, you know, is that just like my mind playing a trick or is that really my intuition? So be patient, be open. And then when you get it, I, I do believe like when you get that answer, you usually know it feels so clean and so good. And then you take action. But here's the other thing where I feel like people run into a dilemma is they take action and they still expect things to go a certain way. Yeah, then the mind, it's like the mind, the logical mind uh, asserts itself again so that it, it stays limited to, well, this is the way I thought it was supposed to be. And so maybe my intuition is wrong. Right. And then the doubt. Yeah. And then yeah. doubt. Yeah. So doubt just diminishes intuition. Doubt diminishes everything. Be open to how things unravel and lay before you. You know, it is some of the most magical moments never show up like we think they will. Yeah, I hate that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of circling back here, you bring up kind of an interesting dichotomy in that there can be an absolute confidence that I've got the answer within me, mm -hmm. you know, which is actually a truth. And then there's the flip side of that where it's it's almost like the logical mind needs to become perplexed or just fully surrender in order for that to come through. So the dichotomy that I see is like, well, where's, you know, where's the part where you just let go and just mm -hmm. say it's 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 like a it's like an I don't know, but only from the mind mm -hmm. so that you can get to the I totally know that's in your soul. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I I do believe if you want to heighten your intuition, there's a certain practice. I mean, some people talk about, you know, the pineal gland being calcified. And we often work with people removing things called J seals and blockages. And all of this can play a part in hindering one's intuition. But most importantly, uh, for me, one of the biggest pieces is, are you seeking it? You know, if you're not seeking it, why would it appear? Well, that's a really good point. And and to be fair too, there's a there's a certain there's certain things we're gonna ask. Like if I said to you, hey, you know, how do you work on the combustion of an engine in a Boeing 747? You're gonna be like, I don't know. And you shouldn't know because you've never been trained in that. And I don't even know if that's the right question to ask. But if I asked you, you know, a certain question like, Well, <clears throat> excuse me, what is it, Nick, that you are to do every single morning to create the best day of your life? Honestly. That you know. That you know. Yeah. And if you're, especially if you're not doing it, and this is where some people might be like, well, I don't know. You know, I'm going to go work out or I'm going to do this. Like, pause. If you ask yourself, that kind of answer is right there. It's so true. It really is right there. It kind of brings up, you know, that story of a uh, lady that I was talking to where 
you know, without giving away all the details of it, she had a really big decision to make in her life. And Mm -hmm. she was constantly just in turmoil around, am I going to make this decision? She's at the fork in the road, but she's been standing at the fork, like trying to not make a decision that will affect the rest of her life. And it's, uh, you know, really painful to stand in that place. Right. And within just a few questions, she answered, she gave herself the answer. Uh, But the interesting thing that I see happen time and time again is that even when you have the answer and you know your answer, there still has to be that surrender of the mind to to actually accept the answer because it's like the mind goes in there and it's like that need to be right or the The trickster need to see it or to know, right? right? That's Mm -hmm. like, no, it has to be Mm -hmm. this way or I have to know it, you know, or I have to see the path or Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, and it shows up so many fascinating ways. You know, some people might say they feel like it's, you know, clairvoyancy or whatever. I I mean, I just know with me, I'll wake up sometimes and I'll think of a student or a client and sure enough, they're messaging me. Yeah. So I get pinged all the time and I absolutely know it. Um, and also other things, you know, if you get a feeling that something's off, listen to that. Mm-hmm. Not with um, drama and trauma, simply listen and inquire. Intent. Like you're, Intent, you're listening yes. intently like you're uh, I like that uh, um, analogy of the cat watching the ma- mouse hole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like a very watchful awareness yeah. of I'm chill, mm-hmm. but I'm super watching intently for any shift so that yeah. I can take action. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It mm-hmm. becomes really you know, important. And and when we dive into the the conversation of intuition and in business or intuition and in success, which I. In our show notes, I have a link to a webinar I did on um, why tapping into your intuition automatically increases your money energy. For So for those of you out there that are interested in money energy, it's a great webinar, and I put it up. I, I We don't do replays, but it's here for you guys listening. But, you know, the great leaders and CEOs, I mean, the world is changing, changing fast, fast, like things are going. So they have to make decisions, you know, just immediately. And one of the most powerful ways to do is to have this open intuition. So you just know. Yeah. Okay. So you bring up another really interesting, and I think it'll actually relate to some of our audience, if not a lot of our audience, uh, is that when that channel's way, way wide open and they're get, they get messages from all over the place oh. and it's like not relevant and things like that. It's like you do your intent and your clarity of focus mm-hmm. really seems to do wonders to keep that channel yes. focused as well as, as to what sorts of messages that you receive. Well, what you're describing is just a way overactive third eye chakra. It's just like so much mental chatter, so much coming in that it's it's impossible to really make sense of it. And that's just that's not going to help you any more than than having nothing coming in. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to it yeah. could even spin you more. I mean, it's you know, we don't talk about chakras a lot on the podcast because they tend to be looked, you know, it's like yoga class, like open your chakras. Well, your chakras don't close. They just get congested. And the real fact around chakras are they are these wheels of energy, right? That the science behind it, they're wheels of energies in your field, allowing vital life force energy in. So with the third eye, if you just imagine your forehead, I mean, this is really, you know, one of the openings to intuition. So if there's congestion, if there's, um, if it's not operating smoothly, 
you're not going to get as much information. Right. Or if right. it's way overactive, like if, you know, your will is really strong, you've got your ajna going between your eyes, like there's going to be so much mental chatter, it will be disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I just think that's important too, is mm-hmm. like, like what messages are you yeah. getting and what are you asking? Yes. You know, if is when you look at intuition in that sense. Um, I feel like one of the most important pieces is just quietude. Quietude is is amazing. I don't know about you, but my head gets yeah noisy. And and you know, some people say, "Well, how do you get there?" Well, one thing that I've learned is through my divine self expression, soul energy, I really have to flush out what's going on in my head. So it will either be by writing it down or talking it out, even to myself, just talking it out, talking out, getting it out of the head. Because as it gets congested in the head, you can just imagine it's like it's congesting that third eye chakra, the intuition's not going to flow. So I notice if I'm not doing that daily, if I'm not flushing it out, I'm not getting the messages that I usually do. Mm. There's just like a, a spinning. So it's really important, you know, whatever it is for you to flush out what's going on. And, and that's one reason we're always like be in action and take action so that the space is there and then sit quietly and ask. You have guides, you have teachers, you have angels, you know, whatever your belief is around you. I'm pretty sure everybody's listening to this podcast understands there's somebody or something that's pretty much helping you on your way. So ask. Yeah, asking for help. And then listen. Yeah, listening. That, But that's where the quietude comes right. in for me. You know, it's like asking a good question, letting it echo out and then right. getting the answer back. Right. Um, when you talk about that chatter in the head, like what do you think are some of the really, I know some of my favorites, you know, but what are some of yours that you find you have to continually flush out? I don't know if it's anything specific. I, it's a direction for me. It's, it's where is the mind going? So... Mm. You know, being kind of a visionary, I can get caught in the non-existent future and, and it can be there in not a vision way. And once your mind's in the non-existent future, you've lost the present and you're most likely creating anxiety and worry mm. and stress unless you're specifically like remote viewing into the future for this particular event, which is quite exciting to do, by the way, then it's cool. But if your mind's just going or if it's going into the past, you know, I talked to many clients like they're their biggest thing that I I work on right away is why are you in the past? Past is for learning, learn. But if you're lingering there, there's going to be resentment, there's going to be regret and quite possibly anger. So when I just say those words, as you listen, I'm pretty sure you're feeling like, uh, Hmm. right? Those are low vibratory emotions. Those are not emotions conducive to heightening your intuition. Yeah. I think about those and the patterns that you, that people run around those and those are really those are some of the things that I see as the biggest blockages to intuition. So if you've got totally. say um, uh, resentment, oh. you know, and, and so it kind of takes you into the past into that old story of what's right. been going on. Well, now you're running a program of that, and it's like that's sapping resources. Mm-hmm. So the channel to um, just a nice, clean, clear channel to open to receive is right. not really open there. No um, anger, uh, you know related to that uh but really one of the biggest ones self-doubt oh yeah self-doubt you know it's like it's like oh well that couldn't be the answer why not (laughs) yeah that couldn't be the thing oh or you know or oh like i don't know or oh you know how that one shows up a lot is um oh well i have to i have to know more 
Yeah. Before I can... I have to know more. It's yeah. not going to work for me. It can't possibly be right. I need more information. Yeah. Give me more information. I mean, you know, for me, it's kind of funny because the way Nick and I work together, for any of you who have been to one of our workshops, you know, if we do some, I don't know what we call it, just energetic coaching or laser, you know, hot seats. Spot, you know, somebody, it's funny that you say that. The, um, somebody used the term last time, spotlight. Spotlight's perfect. Yeah, better than hot seat. Spotlight's perfect. So it's really <laughs> just looking at a person like, where are you now? Where do you want to go? And Nick is really brilliant at just diving and going and going. And I think this last event, it happened twice or you're just about the end. And then I get the voice and I'm like, and honestly, part of me is like, but it's almost done and this is going really well, but I'll get a very clear voice, you know, ask this person about this. And sometimes I just kind of look up and go, really? And they're like, yep. And we haven't really been off with that. No, it always leads to something. It always really... leads to that final piece that needed to unravel where the person's like, oh my gosh, I got it. That was amazing. I know that happens for you as well. So, you know, it might come in a moment where you're like, oh, I don't really want to go the distance or what if somebody becomes uncomfortable. But when you're doing this kind of work, like your job is to get them through to the other side in the most spectacular way that you can. Yeah. And, and that's true in any situation mm -hmm. where if you're in a business meeting with people and you're getting, you know, you're getting the hit that you got to either, oh, there it is. Train, train of, of truth. truth rolling through on this one where you're getting the hit. Oh, it's a big it's train. It's a big train right there. When you're getting the hit that, hey, I need to either ask this question or I need to say this thing or I need to inquire about this. Yeah. A lot of times um, people hold back in those settings yeah. of like, oh, I'm not going to say the thing. I don't want to offend somebody or, or, or like you said, oh, we're almost at the end of it. I don't want to drag there. the meeting yeah. out another 15 minutes or whatever. Like you got to say that thing yeah. because the more yeses that you say to your intuitive uh, capabilities, the yeah. stronger they'll become and the more trust you'll build in them. Yes. And both of those things are two, are like they go hand in hand, Yeah, you know, to have the clarity and then to build the trust within it. Absolutely. But every time you doubt it or just like discount it or be like, oh, later, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you're done. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I would just say, welcome it, embrace it. If your kids are showing signs of intuition, go, oh, isn't that the coolest thing ever? And teach them to listen to it. Don't be like, that's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It is not a coincidence when you're thinking of someone and they call you. Mm. It isn't. Okay. So go like, well, that's really cool. You know, and know that you're aligned and the channels are open and they're flowing. And like, there's just, man, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I just get directed by my intuition. Yeah. What are your, some of your favorite uh, uses for it? Oh, definitely composing um, content or emails or webinars or, you know, usually it's like wake up and send, send your tribe this email, you know, write this and it's just get quiet and start, start typing and it comes. Um, sometimes I've even used it, you know, like with Zoe, if I think, Ooh, I, I remember once I told this story to some students. I, Zo I got up. Really, Zoe's Kisma's yeah, daughter, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I got up real. It was like a 4 a.m. wake up, get up and do this process. And I'm like, what? And sure enough, it was like, you know, she had, she was going to be flying and it was just something like do this thing to cast protection sort of thing. 
And I was like, okay. And sure enough, you know, the flight she was on, nothing bad happened, but there were delays and there were things and there was whatever. And so I just look at it as like, well, quite possibly whatever I was directed to do minimized whatever could have happened. But I don't even like, I don't care. I just know if I'm getting, if I'm getting the direction, I better do it. There's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? And I think this will lead into one of the, you know, really one of the best, the best ways to start to practice this in anybody's life. But isn't it interesting how it's easier to trust it with the little things than it is to when, when, when it's really on the line, you know, with those big decisions, it's like, boy, you get it you know, and you get your insight for the little thing and you're like, yeah, I'll totally turn right here. And oh my gosh, I found the perfect parking spot. And (laughs) it's like, okay, that's, you know, there's not a lot of risk involved in that. But as the risk starts to increase, that that voice of doubt starts to creep in. And so for the bigger choices, which really to me is the time when you want to rely on that. Totally. Most, more than any. I mean, that's when the rewards are so great. Right. And, and, and yeah, because it's so exponential. Um, that's the time when it's easiest to discount yeah. that. You know, yeah. what do you, I don't know, what do you have to say about that? What do you have to say to help people with that? Don't doubt. <laughs> I mean, don't stop doubt. It. <laughs> and, and stop it. There's a something to, I, I do have to say though, that if you haven't, if you haven't gone through something to like clear and be really open and practice listening, because the other thing the trickster mind can do, I've seen this, is, um, oh, my intuition just told me to like, it was okay. I could go and and have that affair with this guy because we're meant to be together. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like maybe that was your trickster mind, especially if you have not been relying on your intuition. So you have to look at your intuition as guidance from your higher self. Your intuition is making choices in alignment with divine right order and divine right timing. It's it's like it's the highest and best. Yeah. Right. So you hold that intention. Like this is my intuition. And I'm going to make choices. The more you make choices in alignment with your higher self, divine right order, divine right timing, the brighter your intuition becomes. Yeah, yeah. Your intu- your higher self is generally not going to be having you lying and cheating. <laughs> generally not. Generally not. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't know if it would ever have us lying and cheating. I really don't think so. No. You don't think so? I mean, not. A, I mean. To, to, yeah, not in that way. No, maybe, no, not yeah. in that way. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, um, it seems like such a, uh, an esoteric conversation mm-hmm. and woo woo in its own way. But you know, man, I mean, look at the number of business owners. Mm-hmm. Richard Branson talks about intu- intuition oh, all the time, all the time. Um, and so many others, like Steve Jobs, Steve I mean, Jobs, right? Yeah. You know, the insight and the clarity that they get. And it's not like something. They did the work. They do the work to support it yeah. and to f- see it through because right. they got big messages and big visions with right. lots of dollars. And so there's a big responsibility to follow through on that and to bring it into fruition. But they're operating on the same basic principles right. is listen and act. Right. You know, which is really simple. And then, you know, you talk about like, oh, you know, it's got that kind of woo-woo quality about it. You know, one of the people that comes to mind to me is um, Garrett White. Mm. You know, if anybody knows Garrett White and so the Wake great. Up Warrior movement, it's yeah. like, it's uh, it's really quite a masculine movement. But I remember just seeing Garrett speaking on stage not too long ago where he was talking about this exact same thing too, where it's like, you got to get your mind 
allow your mind qu- some quietude so that you can actually listen. Yes. You know, to clear out, you put it really beautifully of just like clearing out some of that congestion, some right. of the some of the chatter, some of right. the things like, so that you can actually listen. And that's where I think uh, qui- you know, quietude, meditative type practices yeah. and and definitely the clearing processes become really 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 yeah. powerful. But it's not I don't think this is a conversation that's just for you know, esoteric is, purposes. This yeah. is for every every decision in your life. As we as this world speeds up, we got more and more decisions to make every right. single day about how we filter information and how we how we operate in the world and and all the different things that we do. That it becomes more important than ever right. to right. use these capabilities. And and many of you might have that connection, like with a family member, a loved one. I mean, I remember when I was in college, it was late at night. I was in Boston. It was Boston Conservatory days. And the phone rang once. It was 11 o'clock at night. And I said to my roommate, oh, that's my mom. My mom never calls that late. And she's like, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. It just is. And I was just very matter of fact, like, oh, it's my mom. And then it rang again. And I picked up the phone. I'm like, hey, mom. And she's like, how did you know it was me? And I was like, I, like, I was totally non-flustered because it was so clear. Like, it was just this direct knowing and I was like, I don't know, but something happened. What's up? And it turned out my uncle passed away. Oh. So don't diminish that. You know, this this is this is a means of communicating, a means of getting information. And the more you're open to it without the force, uh, without the doubt, without doing it to like to prove something or be the awesome intuitive, like just just accept and then and inquire. And one of the ways, I mean, for those of you that want to just experiment a bit about sitting quietly, something that I do that's really helped me is as you sit there, you know, just take a few breaths. Like, you know, we've talked about the six, three breathing, inhaling through the nose for six counts slowly and holding at the top for three and then exhaling through the nose for six, holding the bottom for three. You just, just get deep and then imagine that you see your brain, like your mind just the lid off of your brain, just just coming off in anything that's negative, anything that's just that constant chatter is being poured out. So if you if you can visualize, this will be very effective for you. You're just pulling out and dumping out all negative chatter, anything that is just mundane, mundane, it's just out, out, worries are out, 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 as if you're completely emptying your mind. And then just come right back to the present and keep breathing and start asking questions. Mm. But there's a nice, like, there's a little dumping ground sometimes you got to go for. A little purge. A little purge. Yeah. Uh, you know what might also be useful for people is if they go back and listen to our episode with uh, Dr. Kinslow. Yeah, right. Um, and he offered, I think, on that episode, a free audio book that mm-hmm. talks about some of his techniques to mm-hmm. quiet. Exactly. There's a million, there's a lot of different ways. I think that's an awesome, mm-hmm. I never heard you talk about that one before, mm-hmm. actually. That's pretty cool. My little ninja I'll technique. Give that a try. <laughs> um, there are, though, a lot of techniques to... Uh, allow a little space mm-hmm. uh, now all you're talking about is just a little space for that to get foothold right. right we're not talking about zenning out not thinking anything for mm-hmm. like 18 hours or anything like that it's just a, it really comes so fast right. and you don't need much you're just looking for that that one little insight right that's that lets you take your next step yeah And that little insight might just be a voice that goes, you got this, you're all good. Yeah, and go do it. And that's a nice voice to hear. Like, you know, maybe it isn't downloading a mathematical problem, but if you get this direct knowing that no matter what happens, you've got this, 
That's a pretty good feeling. That's a good way to start your day. Yeah. We had that come up actually at our last two day mm-hmm. where, you know, person um, in the spotlight just laying it all out. And I'm like, well, it seems like you've got all this, you know exactly what you need to do. What's the challenge? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, all right. the chatter started to come yeah. out. And that is so incredibly common where, you know, it goes right back to the beginning where like you probably already know what you need to be doing. Yeah. You probably already know the path. You've probably already made the decision. Your mind just isn't fully on board yet. And so mm-hmm. it's finding doubt and yeah. insecurity and all these other things um, and the need for more information or whatever that is um, in order to take the next step. Right. And that's a never ending cycle of just chaos and destruction. Right. Yeah. So I would leave our listeners with this. The next time you go to say, I don't know, just pause before you say it and ask, do I really not know or do I know? Because some things were, like I said, if someone said, hey, can you go like fix this little thing in the car? I'd be like, I don't know how. But the majority of time when we're about to say, I don't know, we actually know. And it just takes a little bit of time to go diving in and then be ready for that answer to percolate to the surface. Yeah. And and this is another podcast, but there there is ways to find answers to those things. There is. Yeah, it's a different thing. We'll okay. talk about it some other time. I'm going to fix cars on the next one. Maybe not that extreme, but let's start small. Which kind of brings me to my thing. Is it okay if I... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if I were going to offer anything to anybody, it's like you want to build confidence with it. I think like confidence in... Getting, you know, getting the intuition and then taking the next step is really one of the most key pieces from my own experience of, man, you get the message and you're like, that can't be it, or I could never do that, or I could never say that, that kind of self-doubt that creeps in that would cause me to not do the thing and then regret it later. You know, like, oh, I sh- I totally should have said that, or I totally should have done that. Right? Oh, man, I had the hit. And I didn't listen. Oh, that's the worst. Man, I've done that so many times. And so what I found is that having the confidence around it is so important. And so it's like, give yourself a little leeway. Mm -hmm. Let it be a little bit of a practice where you can, you know, test it out with smaller things. Right. You know, with turning left or right to find the best parking spot. Yeah. You know, something that's maybe not going to, you know, have such a, uh, it doesn't have the risk factor of like, hey, should I eat this or should I eat that? Mm-hmm. And and something that just little things that you can play around with uh, that will help you to build the confidence and like, yeah, I can totally trust this. I can right. totally trust my intuition. And the more that you build those two hand in hand, the clarity and the trust and the clarity and the trust, then you really start to, Um, open up a channel that's like, man, it's like a whole different way of being. You know, you have so much more freedom in your life because you're not trapped by your own mind. Yeah. That's how it feels for me anyway. Totally. Love it. Thank you. Awesome. So there you go. We'd love to hear your stories on intuition. Just send us an email at info at sourcemovement.com. Check out our show notes. You can grab my free webinar. It's really pretty cool if I say so myself. And uh, super appreciate everyone. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So uh, there's the call to action. Go hit it up. Kisma's webinars are amazing. If you've not uh, ever heard one of those before. Um, Yeah, it's really interactive. It's a really different experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Kisma just, she really brings something unique to it. And it's uh, it's always fun. Even for me, you know, I've heard you teach them Mm a bunch of times. I I still really enjoy listening to them. Yeah, so it'll be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, let us know about your intuition and much, much appreciation. Namaste. Peace.